This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. I tell you she was cool, she was... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533. And Stone Temple Pilots on Rock 102. A uh, heat advisory is in effect. Like the whole rest of the week is going to be very warm, hot even, and also very humid. Which means there will be chance of showers nearly every day. Uh, including today. Even though yesterday uh, they said there wouldn't be any. And there was. And uh, today they said that there... I don't. I don't even remember anymore. It's gonna be hot and muggy for the rest of the week. We are dishing out tickets like we're a doggone ticket master. Like we're just giving away tickets left and right. We got tickets to the home show, which is coming to the Big E on April twentieth through the twenty second, and also more tickets for the uh, live music for Lorraine's at the Knights of Columbus in Chicopee, which is going on on the twenty eighth. So there's that and some other stuff today too. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Other stuff. Nah, we got four and a half hours to fill. Come up with a couple of things. It's 535 in Rock 102. Hey, Banks, let's talk about two true icons. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552. And the Rolling Stones in Rock 102. Uh, Heat advisory is in effect and probably will be for the rest of the week. It's going to get hotter and more muggy, and there's going to be a chance of thunderstorms pretty much every day through the weekend. Right now, in downtown Springfield, it's 67 degrees. With uh, with Steve off uh, today and throughout the rest of the week, uh, Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 is here. But what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with John O'Brien and Rock 102? All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Britney Spears will not be getting an earlier chance to try to get her father off of her conservatorship. In a tactical victory for Jamie Spears over his daughter's expressed wish- wishes, the judge yesterday denied the request... Uh, by the one-time Princess of Pop and her newish lawyer, Matthew Rosengart. Uh, The judge ruled the application is denied without prejudice after it was filed August 5th by Rosengart to a uh, move. This was a move to change this from a September 29th hearing that has already been set. And they say that it's not because Britney can't get her father off the conservatorship it's because of a busy calendar for all of the lawyers and the judge. So I don't have to wear my free Britney t-shirt this week? You, you, you could wear it. I mean, what'd you pay for? Ten bucks. You got ripped off. I might have. Uh, interestingly, with the, the term without prejudice in there, that means that it does permit Britney's attorney to file again in a new attempt to shift the hearing to sometime this month or early September. I thought you had, that that meant you had to keep an open mind on you know what calendar day you set the new meeting. Uh, like it, like uh, for example, if I invited like you and Dave over uh, for a party, mm. I would invite you without prejudice on such and such a date. I'm going to get a lawyer. You first. should. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a lawyer just before showing up for the party. Could one of us adopt Brittany? By the way. She's a little old, frankly, for adoption. Hey, come on. Does That's any- ageism. Come on, Bax. Does anybody want to adopt those issues? Sure. I'll take her on, especially if she could bequeath me some money at some point. Uh, Bam Magara 
is yeah. suing uh, Paramount Pictures, MTV Networks, Johnny Knoxville, <laughs> Jeff Tremaine, Spike Jones, and others, alleging he was discriminated against and unfairly fired from the Jackass Forever movie. <laughs> so the studios and producers could steal the franchise from him, according to his attorney. Uh, he also wants an injunction against the film's released, a release, which is currently scheduled for October 22nd. I don't know if you uh, spent much time uh, learning, absorbing, being thrilled by the Jackass franchise, but uh, but Bam's got some serious substance issues, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the reasons why all the other people associated with Jackass think this guy may be problematic. In like February, this, like this guy may have like personality issues. In February, he posted videos in which he discussed previous suicidal ideation and admitted to consuming wine and beer before mm-hmm. making the videos. There you go. And then said he was seeing a doctor for bipolar disorder. To Bax's point, I find it amazing that all of these shows have caught such audiences. Like, there's also impractical jokers, and there's ridiculousness. I, I'm, I got no interest in seeing people make jackasses out of themselves. Oh, I can I do that know. for my own. Well, f- I think they're funny as hell. I did watch, what did I say uh, I watched a few weeks ago? Bad trip was that the was that the name of it? Yeah, maybe it was. Um, I don't even remember who was in it, but it was it was. Um, you, you thought it was fake, or at least I did at first. Of course, I also thought the Blair Witch Project was real. So, <laughs> what do I know? Uh, Listen, I think anytime you got Steve-O with a staple gun. You know, stapling his boys to the floor. I think that's comedy gold. Well, we used to do these kind of things with interns on radio shows here in mornings, and you can't do them anymore. How come they can get away with it on television, for Christ's sake? Because on radio, you're never really sure whether we did it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh... You stapled interns' scrotums, did you? <laughs> not, not that specific one. I'm just talking about stunts uh-huh. of that ilk. Oh, uh, I see. Well, I mean, we put an intern... Actually, our producer in a hot car with the windows rolled up it's on a 100-degree day. A, really? A lot different. A lot different than stapling one's scrotum to a seat. We made yeah. an intern get a uh, a colonic one time because he had no idea what it was. We sent him off to a holistic <clears throat> healing place and had him do that live on the air. Jeez. Comedy gold. Uh, one of Jeffrey... <laughs> Jeffrey bastard, aren't you? <laughs> one of Jeffrey Epstein's longtime accusers is suing Prince Andrew saying that he sexually assaulted her when she was 17. Lawyers for Virginia Jeffrey filed the suit yesterday in Manhattan. According to the suit, the prince abused uh, the young lady on multiple occasions when she was under the age of 18. On one occasion, it says the prince sexually abused her in London and at the home of uh, Ghislaine Maxwell when Epstein Maxwell and the prince forced her to have intercourse with the prince against her will. I just, uh, I think I'm three or four chapters into uh, Perversion of Justice. It's its the story of, of Jeffrey Epstein, written by a, a Miami Herald reporter. Just about three or four chapters in, and already it's like, man, oh man. I mean, what this guy was doing, uh, he was basically a Ponzi uh, sex fiend. He would get a girl and then send her out to go get other girls, and then she would bring them back, and he's, you know, giving them all hundreds of dollars. That's how they were convincing their friends 
to come along as well. Hundreds is all, by the way? Wow. No, uh, no, 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 no. It's not. Many, like five, six hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. It's not Ponzi. You're thinking of the character from Happy Days, played no, by Anson Williams. No, no, no. Fonzie. That's Fonzie. No, it was Potsy. No, that's the other guy from Happy Days. Yeah. No, Fonzie. Anson Williams. I said Potsy. Anson Williams. Oh. That's what yeah. I said. After uh, several delays, <laughs> the first phase of the sex trafficking trial of R. Kelly has begun with jury selection in New York City. A judge questioned potential jurors in federal court in Brooklyn Monday. It'll continue today. This is two years after Kelly was charged with abusing women. Defense lawyers say the alleged victims were groupies who only started accusing him of abuse years later. When public sentiment shifted yeah. to the Me Too movement. All right. You know what? I, I saw the documentary, Surviving mm. R. Kelly. He he can say whatever he wants. There's an enormous amount of testimony that's coming up against him. Enormous. Well, yeah. I mean, there was and I, a... And I don't disbelieve them simply because they were groupies of R. Kelly. I love the picture you see that they always show now of the story uh, of him. He's no longer got that cocky smile. He's uh, he's pretty pensive. He's realizing, I think, the rest of his life is going to be behind bars. I think that's probably accurate. That is uh, Hollywood Trips. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when I was just 22 years old, I was kissing the sweet ass of success while working the overnight shift at a dying radio station that was on its last legs of relevancy. And man, was I raking in the cash. In fact, I believe my hourly wage was a thick $7.21 an hour. I was making it, and I was spending that money wisely, paying rent, making student loan payments, eating cheap bar food to stay alive. Those were formative years, of course, but the grand success that I enjoy now was a slow-moving process. I didn't just jump into financial solvency when I was 22 years old. I worked my way up. You see, this is among the many differences between the trajectory of my career as opposed to the one currently being joined by Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks. Yesterday, Luka became the very first NBA player in history to become eligible for the newly designated Rookie Max contract extension. Today, the 22-year-old Slovenian is expected to sign a five-year extension worth $207 million. Now, just to put that into perspective, while I may have been making $7.21 an hour back in 1988, based upon a 40-hour work week, Luca will be making an hourly wage of $19,903 an hour. That's a difference of $19,896 an hour. Now, at 22 years old, I cannot say that I would have been totally responsible with that kind of money, but having nothing left to spend at the end of the week, I did not have the sort of financial freedom that would have allowed me to experiment with such high-ticket items such as reliable transportation, nicer accommodations, or food with certifiable nutritional value. All I know is that Luka Doncic's weekly paycheck will be coming at at $795,865 a week. And all I know is that the kid's 22-year-old contract is 2,760 times greater than the one that I was bringing home when I was his age. Today, thankfully, it's a much different story, but I assure you not by much. 
because when I do a side-by-side comparison of my current annual income and what he'll be making next season, it's still somewhat of a lopsided comparison. And only one of us is playing for a team that can't get past the first round of the playoffs, and I'm pretty sure that guy isn't me. But hey, and if I'm yappin', sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware, the DeWalt Cordless Circular Saw, 100 bucks at Rockies with your Ace Rewards card. It's DeWalt $100 deals. You save 30 bucks on five DeWalt power tools. The August Flyers got all that information. You can also find it on Rockies web- website. Good people, rock solid service on Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 614 and Pat Benatar on Rock 102. A heat advisory pretty much for the whole rest of the week. Uh, Today is going to be the coolest day with a high of about 83. And then tomorrow we're going to 90 and staying that way uh, into and I believe through the weekend. Right now it's uh, 67 in downtown Springfield. So today I should wear the parka, right? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, But tomorrow put on the Britney Spears t-shirt that you were talking about before. Oh, I'm I'm going to do it. So here's some. This is weird timing, and it just it just surprises me how these kinds of uh, coincidences can occur. Hey, yesterday we're talking about the idea of people wanting to have a second Memorial Day for the people who died from COVID. Right. Remember that? Yes. And uh, you know, people think that because of the millions of people who have died from COVID. Uh, the th- hundreds of thousands here in the U.S. that we should have a separate day. And we were talking about how, you know, between Veterans Day and Memorial Day, we we already have days like that for veterans, for people who were in the military. Although, as he pointed out, there is no special day for the uh, Vietnam deaths. There's no special day for the World Wars deaths. Uh, I also mentioned, uh, you know, the 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 AIDS pandemic too. Yeah. We don't do, do any specific holiday for those people. Well, that's us. Uh, I found out yesterday as I attempted to get a uh, a refund for my ferry tickets out to uh, out to uh, Block Island over the weekend. <laughs> You're getting, wait, wait a minute, hold on a second. Yeah, you're trying to get a refund. I because I bought the tickets for the traditional ferry. That's the one I got violently sick on. We changed the tickets coming back to the high-speed ferry. So what they told me was, you're going to have to call for the refund, but we will put you on the high-speed ferry to get back ah, home. Okay, I thought so, they, I thought you were getting the refund because you puked. No, no, no. <laughs> if, I, if you could get a refund because you puked, they'd be paying me. So it's a good thing you didn't take the high-speed ferry, maybe, because, I mean, you got sick on the low-speed ferry, for Christ's sake. Yeah, but that's why I got sick. <laughs> yeah, you would have puked faster. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't moving, and for 20 minutes, we were not moving at all. Mm-hmm. We had to wait. Um, but yesterday, they were closed. Because it's Victory Day in Rhode Island. Yesterday victory was day. Victory Day. What victory are we celebrating in Rhode Island? Uh, World War II, as it turns out. One in ten Rhode Islanders went to war back in World War II. Ten percent of the entire state. So they established Victory Day in March of 1948, almost three years after the end of World War II. Uh, A long-serving East Providence Republican designated August 14th as a state holiday 
and the legislature changed the law in the late 60s to become the second Monday in August. Uh, veterans groups have been pushing for a World War II holiday since as early as 1946, the year after the war ended, and this bill initially passed the House of Rhode Island in March of 1947. But not everyone liked the idea. Uh, they believe the Providence Journal believed that lawmakers should cancel an existing holiday rather than adding a ninth to the uh, to the number of state holidays. They're the, uh, the only state in the country that celebrates yeah. uh, Victory Day. Yeah. And there are many people, especially uh, Japanese-Americans, who feel like, well, this might just be a little bit not right for mm-hmm. us. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, But there is, uh, it, it's enough of a holiday out there that apparently you can't get a ferry refund because the ferry <laughs> offices are closed. Well, but I don't know if the schools and the banks and all that stuff is closed, too. Right. But, uh, you know, I mean, you know, many people died during World War II. And, of course, uh, you know, we, we put uh, Japanese-Americans in internment camps. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was, uh, it was quite, a, quite a big deal back then. But the whole country participated. And yet the smallest state in the country is honoring or recognizing, creating uh, their own day. Right. For the World War II veterans. But I think you can wait a single day for your refund, don't well, you think? I mean, you know. What's a, what's a day? Uh, These people went waiting almost uh, 60, 70 years for a holiday. I think you can wait one day for a, however big of a refund you're going to get. And good things come in small packages. Just because Rhode Island is a small place doesn't mean they didn't make a good decision in That's, honoring this day. Dave's got a point. Yeah. I, got, uh, I, I have not gotten over the trauma yet of uh, being as sick as I was. Uh, on that trip. So I was operating yesterday in a fervored uh, uh, mentality. I, I wanted my money. I want my money back. This is absolutely because it was one of these deals where I went to the window of the place and asked for the money. And they're like, oh, no, you have to call reservations. So the next day, because it was already too late on that day, I call reservations. Oh, no, you have to go to the window to do that. Nobody knew exactly what to do. And and I certainly am not the first person who ever threw up on that ferry. And and I got to believe, in fact, that it's a pretty regular occurrence. Well, yes. you probably didn't throw up on the ferry, right? You threw up at least over the side, didn't no. you? No. He, he, oh, he, he no. wasn't so lucky. Oh, he wasn't no. so lucky. But, uh, no, I mean, having been on that ferry and, and seeing other people, you know, vomit from their the, the balls of their feet right mm-hmm. to the top of their head mm-hmm. uh, and literally being turned inside out, I don't know of anybody in that situation that called for a refund. Now, if you're switching between you know, one form of the ferry to the other. Well, and I bet a lot of people have. I bet a lot of people who took the traditional ferry, which takes twice as long right. and even longer than that, if it has to stop halfway across, yeah, what you, would what, say, okay, when we go back, we're going back on the high-speed ferry. What you're looking for is not necessarily a refund, no. but more of an adjustment. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, the way they work it, it was like, okay, you pay full price for the high-speed ferry, and then you go get a refund for your return trip on the uh, on the traditional one. Listen, I don't, But I don't, the idea of, of going over the side, Dave, would have been nice, except for two things. One, we were on the second deck of the ship, <laughs> which means the, the stuff coming out of me probably would have blown back in <laughs> on the first floor deck. Yeah. And, we got to go to the leeward side. And Come I, on, John. And I was not capable of moving. 
Listen, in I, any way. I, I don't. I don't mean to uh, you know, to punch holes in the idea of you getting a, uh, an adjustment or a refund or whatever it may be. But I just want to you know point out. Yeah, you know, I mean, I grew up like just you know, miles from the uh, Rhode Island border, mm-hmm. and I can tell you that you know, depending on you know what. A public servant you're dealing with, there's always the possibility that you may find yourself in the bottom of the Providence River with uh, some concrete shoes. Nah, maybe now somebody's let's trunk. Go back to the seventies uh, now, I yeah, guess. Maybe with a uh, you know with a with a certain yep. necktie right. type yep. of thing. Was back, it Buddy Cianci back, back in the day? There was back to the seventies yeah. is what we're talking about. I'm talking about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, that, you, that kind of stuff. And you don't think gangland slayings no. are still happening in Rhode Island? No, of course that, not. That's the last stronghold they have in this country. Victory Day <laughs> and organized crime. The two things they're still holding on to from 1947. <laughs> I'm telling you, they will hold on to yeah. that for the rest of uh, for the rest of their years. They'll yeah. never let go of that. Well, well, I think uh, you should be able to get the proper adjustment. I mean, if you've oh, got, I'm sure the, I will. Got all your receipts. You've got all the statements. I'm sure. I've got statements. I've got receipts. I've got photographs. Um, of, of the puke? Uh, of uh, the process of it occurring, mm-hmm. yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, there's, uh, there's I, photographic I, evidence. I feel bad for anybody that was on that ferry that was not you and may have gotten vomited on. I, I mean, I've... I, I I told this story many years ago. Rocky Point Park was an old amusement park back in, uh, in, in Warwick, Rhode Island. And uh, I was on a date uh, with a girl. And uh, we were on a ride, see, and uh, she was, it's like one of these rockets that goes around in a circle oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and everybody else is in a rocket and they're mm-hmm. going around in a circle mm-hmm. and, you know, she's sitting like, you know, right in front of me. And it was one of these situations where she had to kind of sit in between, you know, your legs yeah. and then, they, you know, they strap you in mm-hmm. and uh, there was a guy about two or three rockets ahead of us that was blowing chow all over the oh, place. Wow. And of course... You know, because of the physics involved, mm-hmm. that vomit can only go one or two places, either the rocket right behind him or the rocket right behind that. So we got uh, we got drenched. Oh. He was puking on the outside of the rocket. Uh, I don't know. If it was outside. I just know that the spray was uh, yeah. you know, all over the wow. place. Yeah. A bonding experience for you and your date. Was there a yeah. second date or not? What do you think? <laughs> It was. It was guy like, in the the guy in the rocket in front of them started dating his girlfriend after that. <laughs> that guy had a better yeah, chance exactly. of getting a second date with a girl than I did. <laughs> he got to land on the moon faster. It's six twenty four with Bax and O'Brien and Dave Coombs on Rock One O Two. Hey, Carla and Talia and Nico. Are you looking for a certified book page? It's six twenty eight with Bax and O'Brien on Rock One O Two. Dave Coombs from Laser ninety nine three two. Perfect uh, timing on that uh, peach thing you just talked about because these are the two weeks. I believe of the summer that the uh, Mackinac peaches are out. You only got two weeks. That's it. That, that, that's it. You either get them in those two weeks or... Uh, Otherwise they become... Uh, I forget what happens. Mealy, don't they? Uh, is uh, that the Mackinac of the famous uh, Upper Peninsula of Michigan Mackinac? Is that what that is? No, it's the uh, Mackinac of the famous uh, Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> we b- yeah. believe it is the Michigan one. Yeah, mm-hmm. Let's laugh. Which it's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai, Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. A uh, shy but handsome fellow is at a club one night. Shy but handsome. That's right, and he sees a beautiful woman seated alone at the bar. 
And after uh, about an hour of working up the courage, he heads over to ask her tentatively, uh, would you mind if I uh, chatted with you for a while? And and she responds at the top of her lungs, no, I won't sleep with you tonight. (laughs) Imagine that. That's embarrassing. Everyone is now staring at them. Naturally, the poor guy is hopelessly, completely embarrassed and meanders back to his table. After a few women, uh, few minutes, rather, the woman walks over to him and she apologizes and she says, "Look, I'm sorry if I embarrass you. You see, I'm I'm a graduate student in psychology and I'm studying how people respond to embarrassing situations." And then uh, all of a sudden, he goes to the top of his lungs. What do you mean, two hundred dollars an hour? <laughs> <laughs> you see, he turned the tables on her and actually did the same thing. Two psychologists. <laughs> <laughs> 634 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news and filling in for Steve Nagel this week is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. All right, guys, we've got two different stories about homicides, one in Enfield, but we'll do this one first from Summers because it occurred last week but was only reported on by MassLive.com as early as yesterday because police released little information on this homicide. The Connecticut State Police continuing to investigate the death of a Wilbraham business owner who was found dead in a vehicle parked on a dirt road in Summers last week. Jason Combs, different spelling than my last name, by the way, 38 years old, the owner of Cutting Edge Heating and Air Conditioning, was found dead around 10 a.m. last Thursday in a vehicle parked in a wooded area off Durkee Road. Uh, police initially investigating the discovery as a, quote, suspicious death. Yeah, I guess uh, it took the autopsy to determine that he had, in fact, been shot mm-hmm. uh, in the midsection and, uh, and you then know, in the heart and lungs as well. So good shot, whoever did it there, apparently. I, uh, I, I get the idea that the state police may not have released a lot of information, weren't talking, but it's it's this line of purgatory almost that even even the Enfield double homicide uh, we and we talk about this all the time when 22 news says uh our sister station WTNH in New Haven has details on this story of a story that was 8 feet over the state line when when that uh, when that accident happened where the mailman was killed by the speeding cars fleeing the police right on the long meadow line and 22's got their sister station down in new haven coming up to do the story this story is not that i could see on 22 or western mass i think western mass news might have had it um but not on not on 22 because again, it, it's like this, and you know, Enfield and Summers are directly next to each other, right on the state line, mm-hmm. and and it's like uh, it's like Springfield News doesn't cover something; they'll cover Northampton, which is eighteen miles north. Well, they got a, they got a Northampton bureau. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, I'm aware. Well, to and your point, John, it is a Wilbraham business owner in this case. That's the other. That's the other thing too, and you know, the whole incestuousness of both radio and television now, you know, 22 and Channel 8 have the same owner. Uh, I believe Western Mass News and Channel 3 in Hartford have the same owner. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's weird how that that state line and, and almost nothing ever happens in Suffield, or at least we never hear about I don't remember the last time we even did a Suffield well, story. It's, it's weird to me, because and, 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 and this kind of you know leads to your point, it's like, okay, 
take the state line out of the equation here for a minute. It's a uh, a body found on a dirt road in a car. I mean, whether or not you identify where this uh, it, where the the uh, the victim is from, it's still newsworthy if someone is found dead in a car. So why are you only hearing about you know even the simplest of details a week later, almost a week later? <sighs> Let's see. Um, I can understand why if it took an autopsy to determine that this was in fact a homicide, because you've got three choices, homicide, suicide, accident. If, if uh, a body is found in a car in the woods and there's no signs of a second person in the vehicle, you probably would think suicide. But again, if you don't even see bullet holes until you get to the autopsy, and if it were suicide, they don't report those. So, I mean, that's that's the only thing I could see about yeah, that happening. But then you do hear other stories of when a body is found, and then you do hear about it as a news story. Yeah. It's like, you know, why is that? Why is the line so ambiguous? Well, and and you know, we're doing two different things here. We're we're talking about uh, the way the news industry has been decimated to the point where they don't have enough people to cover all the stories and this this weird purgatory of the state line news not getting reported by a Massachusetts station that's closer than the closest Connecticut stations not to sound like a like a hostile old man but back in my day there was somebody designated at a news desk sitting there listening to police scanners all day so if there was a call coming in uh, and it seemed like a newsworthy call, you would send a reporter and a photographer out. Now, maybe you get a story, maybe you don't, but at least there's someone making the determination of whether or not to send somebody out to but a But this scene. has been a long, this has been happening since I was a kid, because I worked, I mean, according to the Mass Live story is quoting the Journal Inquirer. So now, when I worked for the Journal Inquirer, uh, th- this has always been kind of the way it is, and they're not that quotable. Uh, you either you either hope that the channel, the stations from Hartford, come up and cover a story, but you don't really expect the ones from Springfield to do it. It's it's kind of a weird geographical thing. The victim, by the way, only thirty eight years old, mm. married, father of two. His death again being investigated, and they're asking for help from the public. There's a special tips line set up at eight six zero. 896-3230. Now, the other story that John alluded to, the double homicide in Enfield. Police arresting a woman there in connection with that double homicide. It happened on Sunday, and a 22-year-old is the one under arrest, Harley Swoles. She was arrested around 6.30 p.m. on Sunday. Police responding to the Alden Avenue scene of the crime. Responding officers discovered the body of a male victim. Identified as a 63-year-old Samuel Bell, dead at the scene, and a severely beaten female victim who later died at Bay State Medical Center in Springfield. Was she was charged? Uh, no, she not, still has still only been charged with the violation of the restraining order, which came from an incident that occurred in that home back in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first officer, apparently on the scene, uh, looked in the window, saw one of the victims in in blood broke in the door as he's breaking in the door the 22 year old comes walking out of a bathroom covered in blood and, and water where she'd obviously been trying to clean 
uh, and they, you know, they ordered her to the floor and they handcuffed her and you check the house and that's how they found the male victim. Cause he was in uh, a bedroom and you also check obviously to make sure there's no other suspects, but then they, you know, they put her in the car and, um, they have not yet charged her in connection with the deaths. But again, a million dollar bond on the restraining order violation. No, it's a million. Uh, it, was a- it was it was first it was reported <laughs> as two million, and then it was reported as one million. Uh, it's not I an know. auction, Bex. It's not an, yeah. you can't bid no, on that. No, it's, 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 it's two a- news organizations <laughs> that again can't get the facts straight. I realize it's not Antiques Roadshow <laughs> over yeah, here, but yeah. if you mention if you say two million, and the next day it's a million, it's yeah. like. Talk about you know devaluing the crime. Well, uh, a million, two million, whatever. Even a million is pretty high for a uh, for a, a, tra- a restraining order violation. So I'm, they have said, and and they showed the prosecutor in court yesterday in Hartford saying um, we anticipate much more serious charges. All these youngsters involved in these crimes, you had the 38-year-old, obviously the victim we talked about in Summers. You got the 22-year-old being held for the uh, connection to the Enfield double homicide. And now a 31-year-old in Springfield, Ismail Garafa, confiscated, apparently by police, uh, a gun that was on his body during a confrontation. Officers making an arrest around 2.50 in the morning on Sunday, good morning, after being called to Merritt Street in Springfield for a disturbance. The loaded gun, which I guess was the type of gun that could be converted into an automatic weapon, was discovered in the waistband of Garafa's pants. Got a machine gun in his pants. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, um, I mean, there are all kinds of things that can be in your pants that can go off if you're not paying attention to it, but <laughs> In the waistband, yeah. does nobody have a good old-fashioned holster? No. Well, first of all, I mean, if, if it's the kind of weapon that can be converted to fully automatic, it's probably a little too big for uh, for a holster. But by the same token, I mean, you can modify just about anything. But oftentimes, if they're modifiable, it probably wouldn't fit in a holster. And besides, you know, you want to be gangster. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to go out and buy a a black or a brown holster. Then you got to decide which holster to wear with which pants couldn't you to get, match your belt. Couldn't you, couldn't you get those, those uh, I don't know, what those uh, like those bullet suspenders? What do you call those? Uh, I mean, bandoliers. The, the bandolier. Yeah. Couldn't you get those like you know crossing your chest yeah. and you know, just loaded up with bullets? Or you, you know, you wear your gun <laughs> like, uh, who was it? I'm Barney Miller. Always had uh, the Fish? gun under his arm. No, I think it was either it was either uh, Wojo. It was either Wojo or um, Jack Sue. No, the the uh, black guy, the black Harris. Guy, Harris. Harris played by the unflappable Ron Glass. Oh yeah, it might have been both of them. Uh, for all I remember, but yeah, you can you can wear it like that. But you know, Mich- that's what I I remember um, at the Reagan shooting. You saw that where um, all of a sudden these Secret Service agents wearing suits. We're holding machine guns. They have yeah. machine guns on them underneath their suit coats and uh, pulled it right out, and, and we're all set to go. What's remarkable about that is not only that the fact they were able to conceal those kinds of weapons mm. uh, in that uh, in that suit coat, but the suit coat was so well tailored you mm-hmm. never really knew. Yeah, yeah, like, no. Where do you get alterations yeah. like that? Uh, any tailor. You no. need you need an experienced tailor well, to course. give you a, like a, a, a suit coat, like a sports blazer with, that can hide weaponry with room for a gun. Yes, experienced tailor. I've never I've never seen an, a young tailor. 
I've never seen a, a oh, study, you gotta, uh, an understudy tailor. You got to get out to. You got to get out there. Anytime I've ever seen a tailor shop, it's always every time. The only one I can think of is the one directly inside the Best Buy entrance into the Hoyoke Mall. Uh, there's a tailor right there, and it's always an old person in there. An old person working there, or an old person trying to get their uh, an old person shortened. working there. Yeah. yeah. I did. There are plenty of youngsters trying to get into the alteration. Sure. Business. Okay, Max. Well, did you see there was a kid uh, in the Olympics who apparently got into knitting? Yeah. And, uh, you know, because they were sequestered and they really they couldn't go outside the village. This kid is a, a young man. I believe he's a swimmer. He's a diver. A diver, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's knitting. Mm-hmm. Knitting all over the place. Well, that, you know, keeps your mind uh, you know, lucid. You know, it calms you down. It's a very relaxing uh, very relaxing thing. NFL legend Roosevelt Greer. Rosie Greer used to needlepoint, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Big he did. manly defensive lineman. You, I believe he used to quilt. Yes, nothing wrong with that. Lo- mm. Loomed his own yarn. <laughs> we all have our cute little names for it, Bax. That's whatever. It. Cheryl Claproot, a Bax and O'Brien favorite under fire again. The Springfield Police Commissioner. Folks at the Greater Springfield Chapter of the Massachusetts Senior Action Council are fed up. The organization has accused Claproot of being, quote, dismissive about their members' concerns on police racism and reform. You know, it's uh, it's it's kind of weird, you know, because, you know, uh, individually, I like Cheryl. I mm. think she's a good person. Mm-hmm. But I also understand the perspective of people who, you know, feel like policing does not necessarily, you know, represent or protect everybody, whether or not that's that's true or 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 uh you know a misinterpretation probably not for me to say but i you know i don't think that any amount of protest or call for her to resign is going to happen before cheryl clapper decides you know what i'm just going to go and retire and i for the life of me cannot figure out why she hasn't done that yet i mean one of the things that's happening all over the country and has happened here in western massachusetts with this whole police reform thing You've had a number of police chiefs who have retired. And they've said, you know, I don't I don't need these kinds of headaches. I'm done. Well, I've been thing, here for 30 years. I'm out. Well, the thing is, right before she was you, you know, uh, you know, named into that position even mm-hmm. as a as an interim chief, she was kind of already on a track to retire anyway, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, she was kind of planning to to go, but uh, you know, then you get that opportunity to have that be the pinnacle of your career and some people find that important enough to want to do it. Listen, I'm not concerned about our legacy mm. <laughs> at all. And the moment I'm eligible for retirement, I'm I'm out the door. Well, again, I'm like, six years older than you, so whatever makes you think they're keeping you a day after I leave, uh, good luck. Oh, you haven't read the memos? Uh, <laughs> nah. He doesn't read his email. Uh, please. Uh, that protest about uh, Cheryl Claproot, by the way, the uh, third in four weeks. And here's a good one for you guys. Uh, some guy in Pembroke Pines, Florida, pulling a Chuck Berry. Remember him? This martial arts instructor arrested for placing a hidden camera in the bathroom of his martial arts academy. 64-year-old Robert Franco nabbed after a 17-year-old female student noticed two cameras inside of picture frames on a shelf in the restroom of his business. The, the business, by the way, Master Franco's Taekwondo Academy. He was probably the master of his own domain there, I would imagine. That was what was going on there, probably. you never find that in the Cobra Kai dojo. <laughs> None of this makes any sense, eh? 
Ah. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah. That's, that's a play on the word, yeah. isn't it? Uh-huh. Hi. Yes. The weather today, highs in the mid-80s, low 90s tomorrow, mid-90s Thursday and Friday. Heat advisories in effect later in the week. I'm Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 and 98.5, filling in for Steve Nagel, and that's news to me with Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 657 and Van Halen on Rock 102. Listen, I know how easy it is for us to sit here on our ivory towers and make fun of all the little people down below, but uh, 22 News earlier this hour was doing a cone zone alert in Southampton. Gun Road is closed. Southampton police say it's due to fire trucks and hoses in the road. Why? Maybe there's a fire. <laughs> well, they did show a picture of a forty-eight of a minutes later. They showed the fact that there's a house fire, huge blaze, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Well, wouldn't wouldn't that be like the first thing you'd mention when, as opposed to the road closure well, to mm-hmm. to go extinguish that you, fire? You'd think that when the police said the road is blocked by fire trucks and hoses, they might have said, "Oh, is there a fire?" <laughs> Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Uh, Rock 102 is bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. Thursday, this Thursday, the Patriots open up their preseason schedule with a tune-up against the Washington football team. Our live Country Hyundai pregame show begins at 4.30 in the afternoon. Kickoff schedule for 7.30. Join Bob Sochi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots are back right here on Rock 102. Rock 102's classic rock summer is driven... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember back when, oh, I don't know, 50 years ago when Louis Tiant was pitching for the Red Sox for eight wonderful seasons between 1971 and 1978? And remember how every time he pitched, it sounded like people were booing him when, in fact, what they were doing was chanting Lou instead. Well, I certainly do. I also know that when a noisy crowd is all whipped up, it's sometimes hard to differentiate what they're actually saying from what it sounds like, which brings me to all the hubbub that happened on Sunday in Denver, Colorado. According to Miami Marlins outfielder Lewis Brinson, he was concerned after hearing a Colorado Rockies fan allegedly use a racial slur against him while he was at the plate. Brinson claims that while he did not hear the racial slur from where he was standing, it became a different story when he reviewed post-game video on Sunday night. Of course, this was not just any racial slur, mind you. This was the big one. Meanwhile, fans are insisting that what Brinson heard was not a racial slur. Rather, what he was hearing was a fan calling out the name of the Rockies mascot, which happens to be the word Dinger. According to Brinson, quote, I watched that video at least 50 times in the last 15 to 16 hours. I watched it a lot, especially when I heard that they that he had said dinger. I personally keep hearing the N-word. Now, while there are similarities in the spelling of both of these words, I would like to think that the distinction would have been clearer in the man's pronunciation. Perhaps the guy in the stands had a speech impediment or slurs his words. In either case, all of this could have been avoided if only the man had better diction and clearer elocution. These things become important in a woke-minded society. Personally, I feel bad for Lewis Brinson, who now has to second-guess what's being said every time he's on a road trip. I mean, also suggests that perhaps the Rockies find a mascot that's less open to misinterpretation than a purple polka-dotted dinosaur with a potentially racially divisive nickname. I personally think we can do better, and perhaps we should. That way, people of all walks of life can enjoy these two bottom-dwelling teams for the remainder of the season. 
But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Not a lot of things last for 95 years in this world, but you can get on one thing, Rocky's Ace Hardware. Opened up 95 years ago in 1926 in Springfield South End. Now there's 30 Rocky stores to choose from, all run by the same Springfield family that opened the very first one many years ago. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 713 in Ario Speedwagon, a Rock 102. There's a heat advisory uh, in effect pretty much for the rest of the week, although today will be the coolest day at 83. They will all be humid. Tomorrow will hit 90, and then it will increase each day going towards the weekend. It is 70 right now in downtown Springfield. We've got a bucket load of tickets to give away uh, today. The Home and Garden Show coming up on the 20th to the 22nd of the Big E. And also live music of uh, for Lorraine's uh, with Trailer Trash and a few others at uh, at the Knights of Columbus and Chickabee on the 28th. You'll get a chance to win those tickets later on this morning. Trailer Trash. Trailer Trash. Holy it's hardly crap. ever out there. Uh, yeah, Hardly good. ever out. I believe Friday night they will be at MGM. Huh. Uh, I think. Different, me... different act. Let me no no. Uh, <laughs> let me just double check because I don't want to be spreading no lies. And uh, yeah, trailer trash Friday night at uh, MGM at the Plaza. Yep, the oh, Plaza. Very cool. Uh, there's actually a couple of things going on in Chicopee that now I, I I realize we'll have to split the conversation because we're not going to be able to get to both of them. But uh, we'll save the other one for next hour. Um, I have a tendency. First of all, you know I don't like change. Not a big fan of change. John, it, it's hard for me to determine if you like anything. Well, I, you know I don't <laughs> like change. And when I'm happy with the way things are going or I don't know that there's a better way to do things, mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily concern myself. And then if you tell me there's a better way, you better give me a, a really good example of how better it is. I uh, I have a tendency to uh, when I get my electric bill from Chickabee Electric, I uh, first of all it's it's an auto pay situation, so I'm not doing anything really other than opening the bill and then taking the paper bill, and I don't even know why I don't just go paperless with this thing since I'm already doing auto pay, and I take the bill and I put it into a folder, and for God knows what reason, I keep those until the year is up, and then I'm still trying to throw out all my bills from 2021, uh, 2020, uh, but I, I want to have them all, um, what do you call it there? Uh, Organized? No, uh, when you destroy something and uh, shredded. 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 Yes, thank you. Why don't you just go paperless like everybody else does? Well, for a lot of things I have, but the other thing is that there's many times things included in the electric bill that I just immediately discard, throw it away. Mm-hmm. I know what trash day is. I'm the one who's teaching the new neighbor who can't figure out that recycling is every other week and don't leave your cans out at the road for four days. Uh, I don't. I don't read the other things that are in the uh, electric bill. So well, I you didn't. May, you may qualify for certain programs that could yeah. save you uh, time and money. Or I could also find out. That, um, you know, I don't know why I've ever believed a thing that Shane Brooks has told me. Uh, the, the Other than I'm moving. Stand in line. Yeah, there are about yeah. a million people who said the very same thing. Um, it, we were talking a few, I, I don't remember how long ago it was, maybe a couple of years ago, about the idea of Chickabee Electric putting in a municipal internet system. 
and uh, and Shane and others have pointed this out as well, that the initial investment into something like that for a city like the size of Chicopee would be like $50 million. Now, I know that there is more involved in infrastructure than just that one wire that they run from pole to pole. But um, what I didn't know was, so in the bill was a was a petition or a sign-up sheet of some kind to get the Chicopee Electric Internet service. And if they got enough people in a neighborhood to say they wanted it, then they were doing it piecemeal around the city. All right. And you'd see lawn signs sometimes that said, uh, got fiber? We do. And then you'd know that that neighborhood had already obviously been provided with that. Oh, you're sure they just weren't having regular stools? <clears throat> they, that might have been, uh, been the case as well. Okay, that's how I'd interpret a, a sign like that. Dave, so, how are you? Yeah, I, right. I'm with you. Fiber's good. That's so, true. So uh, <laughs> I get home yesterday, and there's like three trucks on my street that are obviously all... Uh, contractors, because they're not Chickabee electric trucks. They're all contractors. And you see the big giant spool halfway down the road, and you can see that they're stringing this stuff through my neighborhood, which I should know if I had looked at that paper in my electric bill. Yeah. Then I'd realize what week they were doing our neighborhood. I know that they were, I would know that they were doing our neighborhood. I didn't even know they were coming to my neighborhood. So I checked, I know my ex-wife has it and I, and I checked with her and I said, you know, is it better? She goes, well, you know, she says, I, I think it's a little faster. Her husband thinks it's much faster and it's cheaper, but I go online and I look and it's like $6 a month cheaper. And I, and I'm, you know, that might not be enough to move me. It adds up. It adds up, but, uh, but, and, and, you know, I would love the idea that if something goes wrong, I don't have to call charter and have them send out a person in four days right. who, who may or may not fix it. Um, but you know, we don't know the response time yet of Chickabee electric cause no. the system's not in yet, but you still save what? $72 over the course of a year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, not a, it's not a lot of savings, but it, but then again, if you're getting a service that is slightly better for less cost, then why not change? Why not make the choice? Now, what do you think? Uh, I'm also the kind of person who, for God knows what reason, has continually chosen to lease my modem from the cable company as opposed to buying my own, which means I'm paying for it on a monthly basis instead of one time. Right. If I switch over to uh, city uh, internet, do you think that I'll also have to make the investment of my own modem? Well, I uh, I would assume so, unless the city uh, service is going to provide that equipment to you at a cost. Yeah, I don't even know whether they're doing that. I mean, I, I would think that would probably be something that they would that they would offer. Yeah, I mean, on if the, the cable company offers it, then they should offer it too. On the other hand, uh, you could buy your own. It would probably work even better than, say, the cable companies. Mm. But, of course, you would have to pay for it. Yes, which would then make... And then it, you would then then, you would have to install it. Well, I'll plug it in. Um, but then would that make that $6 a month savings go away 
because of the upfront cost of the uh, modem. Well, I mean, how much is a, a brand new modem going to cost? I have no idea. Uh, see that I don't. Yeah. I'm, I can't say I know either. So, yeah. you know, you know how how many pennies do you feel like pinching in this process? I mean, if you're not satisfied with the speed of your existing internet, then why but not I think just I go am. ahead and do it? I, I think I am, and and this is only for the internet. This isn't going to affect cable TV. It's it's not going to affect uh, right. the reception of my phone service. Those are the things I have problems with. Those are the things I have problems with charter with is is the cable TV. Not so much the internet. Well, so, I don't know. In, I live in Enfield and I go with Cox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Mm-hmm. And, and also Eversource. Yeah. Yeah, and I have no complaints. By the way, I checked the cost of a modem, usually between fifty and a hundred. It says, but within a year, you'll have recouped the cost of those fees, and you'll begin saving ten bucks a month after a year. So there you go. A year. Buy one. Yeah, I mean, you got a year left, John. If you, if you, if you buy, know. if you buy your own equipment, your own modem, mm. you are over. You'll you'll have it for a number of years. So over a period of time, it will have paid for itself. And it's not like you're losing. You're gonna save money in the long. Right. I know you have a hard time wrapping your hands around long term (laughs) savings with upfront payments. With upfront payments, but I mean, the reality is, you would save money with your own equipment because you're not renting it every single month. That's seemingly true. Yeah. So if it so after say if it's seventy two dollars, you save. Um, okay. on the on the on the cost of the internet mm. over the course of two years, that even the best modem will be paid for. Well, mm-hmm. my ex-wife is telling me I don't need a modem, and the router is free. So, All right, well, then there, there you, you go. go. There you go. See, so now, now you're now you're uh, you're talking business. So, I don't know if I'm talking business. I might be talking business. What what what's the, what's the holdup? What are you really worried about? That it's uh, different, or that you're going to lose pennies. Change, backs. He's worried about it's change. loose change you're talking you think, about. You think at that point, then Chickabee Electric's going to know how much uh, porn viewing I do? I don't, I don't think they really care what you're doing on the internet. I don't think that's their issue. Unless, as long as it's not illegal, you know, then, then if that's the case, then other authorities will be knocking on your door with a battering ram. But that's what I mean, because I get ratted out by the electric company. Oh, I wouldn't worry about the electric company. As hey, long, you long, guys! Long, okay, Rita Moreno. <laughs> and I, w- I wasn't talking about loose change. I was talking about the idea of changing habits, because obviously he's very slow to respond to but that. But it's both. It's yeah. really both. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're wor- you're worried about you know like fractions of dollars over the course of you know twelve months. But after twelve months is over, it's you know it, it's not nearly the expense that you're paying for now. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> It's 724 with Bax and O'Brien and Dave Coombs and Rock 102. It's ice cream time at Atkins Farms. Stop. It's 736 with Bax and O'Brien and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. All month long, receive 40% off installation windows, doors, and Yankee Home's signature one-day bath system. Always use the keyword Rock 102. Filling in for Steve Nagel this week is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. John, you mentioned uh, the mask mandates for Indoor wearing in UMass, Amherst, East Hampton, and Northampton. Well, how about this? The Pentagon will require members of the U.S. military 
to get the COVID-19 vaccine by September 15th. According to a memo obtained by the Associated Press, the deadline could be pushed up if the vaccine receives final FDA approval or if infection rates continue to rise. I'm wondering if that will have an adverse effect on voluntary enlistment into the armed forces. Where I don't some know, people don't want to get the vaccine, right? I'm surprised that they weren't doing that already. Mm-hmm. I mean, the you know, the military is kind of kind of necessary to make sure that they're always going to be ready. And they uh, God knows they spent time years ago experimenting with uh, drugs on military members, many times minority ones. Um you know, when, when you have a drug that you know works for something like this, uh, I, I can't believe that the military is not already under a mandatory order. Well, and yet many military members and potential military members run along conservative lines, and many of them believe that the vaccine perhaps isn't uh, yeah isn't efficient yeah well or or wise to begin with. So I'll be curious to follow that. Those along with the uh, other people, I saw, I saw a guy this morning. Uh, in his most recent prophetic insight, the uh, pastor Jeff Jensen claims that uh, Donald Trump was already sworn in on March 4th to become the 19th president. Mm. So there are people who believe a lot of crazy things. The 19th? The president. 19th president, yes, because uh, the first true president since Ulysses Grant. Okay. As prior to the 20th Amendment of the Constitution adopted in 1933, the president huh. and members of Congress took office on March 4th. Yeah. So he's already been sworn in. So it's those kinds of beliefs, like I'm being tracked by the va- the, va- the vaccine, or it's magnetic, or things like that. Hey, uh, we're all being tracked on our cell phones. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, what's one more tracking device? I'm just, you know... I'm surprised that the military was not already under this uh, mandate. Well, September 15th, the new deadline, and again, it could be moved up. Want to move into the Ludlow Clock Tower? We all qualify. The almost $30 million renovation of Mill 8, the Clock Tower building depicted on Ludlow's town seal, will begin early next year at the (laughs) Ludlow Mills Complex on State Street. The transformation will turn that building into 95 mixed-income apartments for adults 55 and older and a center for supportive health care services as well. You were talking a little bit about this yesterday. That um, The Mill 10 building mm-hmm. we were talking about, is it the same des- uh, builder I, for I this don't. one? Well, this is mi- uh, Wynn Development, by the way. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, the reason I'm asking is you know the pictures we saw of that apartment on, uh, on Mill 10 um, I would live there. That was a beautiful apartment. <laughs> Damn right it was but a beautiful apartment. I don't think apartment. that was these market rate ones. I think that probably was a little bit uh, a higher end. I don't even know if that was an apartment. I, I'm, that looked almost like a common area. No, I think I think that was, in fact, an apartment. Really? Kind, kind of similar to what they, they do at the Eastworks building in East Hampton. It's it's a it's a loft apartment mm-hmm. with like a real open concept type of, nice. type of thing. Yeah, it's real cool. The ironic thing is you're going to have people living there who'll be constantly going what time is it? Anybody know what time is it? <laughs> what time is it? Cuz it's a clock, the clock tower. Guy. Yeah. What, yeah. It's, it's not like they're in the shadow with a campanile in Springfield. Well, they're probably I don't know if they're going to maintain the clock is what I'm saying. Well, well if you're going to drop that much money in the building, I think you want to set the time correctly. 
You'd hope so. Yeah, just go digital, by the way, with that uh, analog clock. Yeah. Get, they, keep up they, with the times. How do they handle that on uh, daylight savings time? Does it got to scale up there and, you know, hang on the arms? I don't, I don't know. Well, you know, since the Campanile has not been operating since before daylight savings time existed, uh, who can say? You're like that old Harold Lloyd uh, yeah. silent movie with these, him hanging off the arm of the clock. Exactly. I think yeah. if you're on the Campanile, if you just you know, tap it on the side or recharge yeah. the batteries. You're going to take, you want to remove a clock tower. How about taking that down? Hey, it's too bad Steve Nagel is on vacation this week. He would enjoy this story about the High Times. Remember the magazine from our youth? I do. Now a website, of course, dealing in everything marijuana. Well, they've got their Cannabis Cup competition every year, and they're bringing it to the Bay State this year. So that gives cannabis connoisseurs across Massachusetts a chance to sample a selection of products and then vote and rank the best in the business when it comes to uh, forgive me here, rollables, uh, gummies, I don't know. What are the various terms for these things? Uh, rollables, gummies, right, so and various terms. Uh, no approval is necessary to get one of these kits, by the way. But yeah, you- I was reading this uh, over the weekend. These yeah. kits are, are they, like you said, There's there are all these samples yeah. within the kit. Mm-hmm. And it's a first come, first serve, and I forget how many they said they had. 2,000 will be 2000. available starting August 21st. Yeah. So you can just say, hey, I'd like to have one. You don't have to have, there's no requirements to be met. I believe you just have to be over 18. No, but you have to purchase them. Yeah, John. you do. You yeah, do have yeah. to buy them. Uh-huh. You see what's happening here? It, <laughs> yes. It's, like I, it's <laughs> like I told you this when we first started diving into this. You are going to create a whole class of cannabis snobs who, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like kind of like they did with the uh, the craft brew industry. Oh, yeah. I will only drink craft beer that's locally sourced on yeah. local farms or wine snobs. Yeah, that's exactly my point. Now you're going to have weed snobs, and you know they're going to be insufferable. I will only have the Southampton sativa, please. Yeah, please, these yeah. these people. You know what? It, it's like uh, everybody wants to be more so, the you know the sophisticated, uh, you know you know reefer zombie. I mean, those, <laughs> you know when we were kids, you know, you, it was like it was one kind, Skunk and weed. we liked. Yeah, that was uh, it. These kits, by the way, that we discussed, they come in backpack form, and you do have to purchase them, as we said, for about twenty to forty percent less than normal. So you're getting a deal yeah. in order to become a judge in the cannabis cup competition. What's so, what's the full price on these things? Do we know? Don't know. Forty uh, percent higher than that. <laughs> I understand yeah. that, but uh, what am I? What am I actually paying out? Some of the local dispensaries that you can go to on August twenty first include Nita in Northampton and Insa in both East Hampton and Springfield. I'm telling you, you're you're you're, you're going to create the snobs. They're out there. Well, they're, they're just, already they're, out there. They're just. They're, they're rustling in the weeds, waiting to come out and prove yeah. how sophisticated they are. But then you'll always have the people like me, the ones who couldn't tell a Bud Light from a Coors Light, speaking, and don't really care either. Speaking of which, did you see that Molson Coors announced that it's discontinuing some of its favorite brands of beer, including Milwaukee's Best? Listen, uh, I've had my share of Milwaukee's Beast, and trust me, that's something that they could all that, that that's something they could cut pretty quick, and no one would notice. Keystone Ice also getting the axe. That's a loss. Miller High Life Light, Ham's Special Light. And so wait a minute. So Miller Light, Miller Light Light, uh, Miller Life, Miller Light. High Life Light. 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 So it, was, a- it it wasn't Miller Light is a different right. product. Exactly right. 
Oh, okay. Also, also, Old English is on the list of those getting the axe. And, Come on! And Henry Weinhardt's Private Reserve. They're cutting out Old yes. E? Yes. Oh, my God. Old E? You're talking about <laughs> snobs. Old E? But listen, uh... <laughs> When, considering it's typically only sold in a 40 ounce, I, that's not about being a snob. That's about sitting around uh, the park with your friends with a bag full of 40 ounces of, of uh, cold filtered malt liquor. That's what all, that's all about. All about quantity, right? You, you, could, right. Be, you could be a low income snob. Listen, if it's a matter of if, if, uh, a taste test between Old English 800 and Old E, uh, old e and say like a, I, I don't know, uh, like a Schlitz malt liquor bull. You know, I mean, there's, Old English wins every time. You know, old E. Old E. That's yeah, that's that's yeah. a classic right there. It, mm. it is sad when these brands go out of business. I remember drinking Half and Reffer back when we were in college. Oh, yeah. there, there the Green go. Death, they called it. I believe it was brewed right in uh, outside of Fenway Park <laughs> because it was also known as the Green Monster at one point when it first started being brewed. Old yeah. English 800, man. That's that's a loss. Now I'm, now I'm going to be stuck drinking King Cobras instead. Uh, beers and you mean weed. Casey's. Oh, what are you? What are you? Some sort of no one calls it that. King C. <laughs> uh, beers and weed, perhaps at the eighth annual Springfield Jazz and Roots Festival. Uh, the lineup of musicians will be a little bit different this year, but that's coming up uh, this weekend, by the way. Yeah, in a good uh, couple of different places. Uh, yeah. Historic Stearns Square, one of the new locations for that. Well, you know they've redone the square. I mean, it looks. I mean, it, it looks cool what they've done. I think. Well, and what it, they're doing is is that the stage is actually going to be in the parking lot, uh, across from what used to be Fat Cats, and uh, and and then the crowd. Uh, I believe I thought we were told that the stage was going to be facing north, which would mean towards the, the old Fat Cats and and uh, Adolfo's, so that the crowd would be. And the streets are being closed, so the crowd could be in the middle of Worthington Street, as opposed to having the stage face east and then putting all the people yeah. on the park. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, whatever happens, if it gets really successful, the bid will probably come in and cancel it anyway. So it doesn't matter. I've, yeah, I've heard good things about the new places that are over there right now. Oh yeah, real good, yeah. real good things. So you know, it'd be nice to have music down at Stern Square again. I mean, nothing wrong with Court Square. But there's something about Stern Square where, you know, there's places to go. There's, you know, there's food you can eat. Yeah, there's restaurants you can sit down at. I mean, that, that's, you know, that's just fun. They brought food. I was out I was out uh, Thursday night to see Unforgettable Fire at Court Square. I mean, they bring in food trucks. They bring in a beer truck. And uh, it's, not, it's not a bad place to uh, uh, watch a show and then wash after the show. Because they have the uh, the fountain there, they didn't turn it off. Uh, no, because there are residents of the Court Square who need to bathe. Bring your own soap on a regular basis. <laughs> well, since they turned off the fountain at uh, at uh, you know, Monarch Place, because yeah. that hasn't been off for a while. Well, because that was you know you nobody would get into that. That would be a little too. Uh, out in the open. Oh, I don't know. I think you could you know, wash your hands at least over the there. It's, one in Court Square is a full-service <laughs> shower. Hey, this could be fun for the kids. Old Sturbridge Village for the next two weekends, starting this weekend, no, will turn can't. into... No, it, no, it can't. It's at Sturbridge it's Village. Not, yeah. It won't be fun. Won't Come be on, fun. this was a portion of my youth growing yeah, up. I right. went there. Uh, it's going to be... Fairy Tale Farm starting this weekend and next with such beloved characters as Pinocchio, Sleeping Beauty, and Goldilocks. Now, the twist 
at this 19th century attraction is that these well-known fairy tale figures, when they pop up at Old Sturbridge Village, will be presented and speaking as if it is present day 2021, which oh, seems to be a kind of a no. cheat to me. You're wow. right. I, I guess I guess it does yeah. sound like fun all of a sudden. <laughs> I guess it is a can't miss. <laughs> Put it on your list, John. Yeah. Weather for today, just beware, because if you go to Old Sturbridge Village this weekend, it's going to be hot. Highs in the mid-80s today, low 90s tomorrow, mid-90s Thursday and Friday with heat advisories in effect starting <laughs> tomorrow and Thursday. I'm Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 and 98.5, filling in for Steve Nagel, and that's the news to me on Rock 102. I wasn't able to sleep in my own bed. Because of my wife's struggles with CPAP, I had to move out, out to the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 756 on Rock 102. Heat advisory for the next several days, actually into the weekend, with the highs going into the 90s. It is 73 now in downtown Springfield. The original Western Mass Home and Garden Show is coming back to the Big E on August 20th, 20th through the 22nd. Uh, for special discount coupon offers, go to westernmasshomeshow.com. We have a four-pack of tickets to give away right now to the 10th caller at 293-1021. Good luck to you. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel. Uh, I usually am over across the hall on Laser 99.3 and 98.5, and I noticed something on the way into work this morning. Maybe you guys can help clarify for me. Yes. I'm driving behind a Chrysler Town & Country. Are you familiar with this SUV? Mm. Yeah. I've seen them. Sure. And and so the license plate on this particular Town & Country was designated as a hearse. And I've never seen that before. I'm thinking, oh, can, this is like a minivan. Can, yeah, can yeah. You, but it's but it looks more like an SUV to me. And I was wondering, yeah. can you fit a coffin inside of a town and country, or how big of a coffin? What if it's a taller person? Those are not uh, those are not the ones that they use for funerals. Those are the ones that they use for pickups. Uh, yeah, if yeah. a body is found or a person dies at home, really? It's to, yeah, it's to transport them to either. Uh, a medical examiner's office or uh, a oh, funeral home, and they're still designated as a hearse. Yeah, okay, yeah, because yeah. you because you get a good deal on the the registration. <laughs> I mean, if, if we could all do it, we'd all be doing it. Well, and I believe, and I could be wrong about this. I don't know enough about uh, town and country to be uh, certain. I believe they get better gas mileage than a hearse. <laughs> well, it depends on how many passengers they have and how many are breathing. <laughs> well, usually there's no more than maybe two or three people in a hearse. Yeah, if, well, you can... unless you're picking up something from the Jonestown Massacre or something like yeah, that, then but... it could be a whole bunch of bodies. Well, then... I think you also get to use the HOV lane. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> when it comes to vehicles serving as hearses, by the way, what's the cutoff size? I'm just wondering uh, on that. Like I don't know. a Mini I... Cooper, I don't think you could pull off. Yeah, no, not, not in, unless it's in pieces. Unless you're hauling someone very, very small. <laughs> right. It's 7:58 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Hey, it... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Black Sabbath on Rock 102. It's going to be hot. That's all you need to know. It's going to be hot, which means there might be thunderstorms and uh, there's going to be a lot of humidity too. 75 now in downtown Springfield. So uh, telling you before, uh, over uh, yesterday, the the fascination I have with things uh, from many, many, many years ago, whether it was uh, you know the building of Block Island that I uh, uh, got to see for the first time over this past weekend Mm -hmm. uh i can barely remember as a youngster because i was on the other side of the line in enfield not really paying a lot of attention to what was happening up here but uh 391 was built during my lifetime um 
291 had been around. For, for vehicle traffic, or was yeah. that still horse and buggy? No, for ve- for vehicle traffic. Uh, 291 had been around for a long time, but 391 was built um, at some point, I think probably in either the 70s or 80s. Meaning that uh, certain parts of Holyoke <clears throat> were virtually, uh, you couldn't get there. Yeah, well, yeah. no, you could. And the way you did it was by going through Chickabee Center. The one-way traffic system in Chickabee Center was created in the 60s and 70s when people used Chickabee as a cut-through a cut through between Holyoke and Springfield before 391 was built. So you would have frequent bottlenecks in downtown Chickabee because of oh, – so, so they built the one-way streets to move the traffic along. Now, according to Mass Live this morning, there is a new plan. Chickabee is going to study two-way traffic – to make downtown more user-friendly. And by that, they mean walkable or bikeable. Uh, they will study the traffic flow downtown with the idea of eliminating some one-way streets that encourage motorists to speed through the area while it's slowing down or stopping at restaurants and businesses. We'll be looking at different traffic patterns, looking at pedestrian infrastructure, parking on and off street, according to the city planner. They also uh, put those bike lane blockers in downtown. Now, when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I was mistaken. I thought they were going into areas where there was no parking, that they were not taking away parking spaces. I was wrong. Apparently, uh, they have taken away 60 spaces from a new parking lot at City Hall, and now 77 spots are there to prevent any parking shortages. The city planner says the city of Chicopee is overparked. That 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 we have too many parking spaces downtown. Too many? Yeah. I'm not buying that. Uh, it's overparked. While the bike lanes took away 60 spaces, the new parking lot now has 77 spots. The city has heard through numerous public forums, public comments and surveys that residents want additional biking and walking infrastructure. They do not necessarily want more parking or or road uh, access. They do not currently bike or walk downtown because of safety concerns. I got to tell you, the first and foremost, because uh, the city was briefed when they accepted a $76,000 grant to do this, this thing with the bike lanes. Right. Um, Originally, the idea was to use uh, planters to separate the vehicular traffic from the bike traffic, but then they decided on these metal barriers that can be removed for the winter, folded up, the ones and easily like, stored. The ones that look like ribbon candy. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I don't go downtown that often, so parking... I mean, I do go downtown sometimes, and usually wherever I'm going to has a parking space nearby, and I'm only going in and out of that place. I'm not walking around downtown, and I'm certainly not taking my bike, but I do like the idea of two-way streets. I've always thought one-way streets are just kind of a pain in the ass. Well, it can't be popular with the restaurateurs because if what you're talking about is true, the traffic's going to be speeding through there. There's going to be less parking and less stopping and less eating. Uh, let me try and find that again in the article because there was it was restaurants and businesses who were claiming 
that they were losing some business because of this. Uh, input from residents and business owners, especially yada yada. Multiple business owners have complained to counselors that on-street parking has been taken away by the bike lanes, which has then obviously taken business away from either businesses or restaurants. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just I just think the idea of two-way traffic makes more sense. I mean, you have that loop, and and, and I don't really know my streets that well yet. Uh, I've only been here for a little over 20 years. Um, but uh, Front Street is one of them, and uh, Exchange Street, and I believe they run parallel. And then Springfield Street, I think, is on the east side of that uh, square, and I don't know what that other road is that goes on the west side. But it, it's all one way. It's all counterclockwise well, I mean, I've, through downtown. I, I, I have found myself on more than one occasion in not being able to find, say, a good parking spot um, at the Munich House. I mean, you can go to one of their, their, the parking lots, you know, but if you try to find like street parking and you miss it, you got to go all the way around, and it's all one-way yeah. streets, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. I mean, I kind of understand that these are not particularly wide streets and that maybe that's why they're one-way streets, but it's, you know... When, when city planners look at uh, uh, the map of an area, you know, they're, they're looking at it. It's like, well, what's the easiest flow of traffic? What's the safest way to get the most amount of people in a particular geographical area? And I don't know what the uh, when I when I think of like, you know, going Center Street to Exchange Street and you know trying to get around that part of uh, the downtown area, you know, it gets a little bit, uh, you know, it gets a little bit dicey. Mm. from time to time, depending on you know, what time of day and what's going on downtown. I don't find it to be so dicey that I can't eventually find my way to parking in a lot somewhere. But the idea that there's too much parking, I, 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 yeah. I, I can't even imagine how you justify a statement like that. Um, to me, there, there's, there's no such thing as too much parking. One of the uh, counselors uh, that we are familiar with, uh, Lucian Galecki, says that he and his fellow counselors did not expect to see the barriers for the bike lanes and had to field multiple calls from angry constituents. Yeah, I remember, uh, I remember asking someone, um, how, did, how did the city council not know? Who did this? And it was the city planner. Not even public work. It wasn't even DPW. Uh, I don't really think we have a highway department. So the city, the planning department, can just go out there and, and put these uh, dividers in the middle of the road. If you were going to place a complaint call to Lucian Galecki, do yeah. you think it would be about traffic? Uh, well, it, that wouldn't be the first one. I mean, event, I'd probably be doing it in alphabetical order. I mean, there's lots of things to complain yeah. to and about Lucian Galecki. John wouldn't complain about anything. Come on, no. Bex. Oh, well, that's possibly true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I, I don't, um, you know, other than when we were doing work releases, that's the only time I can ever remember using a parking lot. I would occasionally use the parking lot for uh, the Munich house. But more often than not, I'm on the bike. And I, I just stuff that between two cars that leave enough space. Or, but it's on the street. I park on the street. And, uh, you know, it's not like it's not like downtown Springfield. You know, they don't have a parking authority. They're not handing out parking tickets. And I'm not suggesting parking illegally. I'm just saying that uh, 
you could. Well, in the case of Springfield, I mean, you 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 look at you know the parking that's there, and then you look at all the parking that is compromised because the structures are falling apart, or the uh, the maintenance of those parking spaces, uh, other than street parking, you know, mind you, because that's at least that's maintained. Um, it, you know, it, it, I, 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 there are some times when I'm downtown where I, I want to get as close to a place as I can possibly get. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's possible. Sometimes it's not, but I don't find, you know, getting around Springfield and eventually finding a spot to be that difficult to do. No, it really isn't. Unless you're talking about a night where, yeah. you know, there's an event, there's a Thunderbirds game, and then all of a sudden everybody's everywhere. Yep. But those, those nights don't happen a whole hell of a lot. And thankfully now we have the uh, eight-story MGM uh, garage as well. You see, there was an article in the paper earlier last week somewhere. I forget what apartment building it is downtown. But it's a, an apartment building that had its own parking garage. Is, the, uh, is it the silver brick? I, I don't. I, I think it think is. so, but yeah. I don't want to say for certain. And uh, and they're clo- they closed down the parking garage. If if my if where I lived came with a parking garage, and then all of a sudden you told me I couldn't park there anymore, and I had I'd find uh, other other parking elsewhere, uh, because they are. They e- even the residents of the building were paying for parking on a monthly basis. Yeah, um, it wasn't included in the price of the apartment or or condos or whatever it was. But you know, it's obviously the most convenient area. You telling me I'm going to have to go park somewhere where now I'm going to have to either climb snowbanks or walk through the rain? Well, if it's unsafe to park there, you better be what? giving me a, a rebate. I want a rebate. I want mo- I want money back either on my rent or on my mortgage. You Does- want a rebate from them. You want a rebate on your ferry ride. That's right. <laughs> Jesus, Damn Christ. Right. It's loaded with rebate checks. <laughs> yeah. But does the uh, I'm the, the master rebater. Uh, ah, I bet you are master of your own rebate. Mm-hmm. But does the uh, does the the landlord of that property? I don't know. If they I mean, own is, the garage. Is, well, no. I mean, would he be on the hook to find parking for those residents mm-hmm. that are paying for it? They did say they were working to find, but whether yeah, or not they're, they're obligated to, I don't know. They're moving everybody to the Civic Center parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Might as well put them there. Which is which is the next thing that needs to come down. That should have come down a long time ago. Day 23 with Bax and O'Brien and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. Your home is overdue for some upgrades, but contractor horror stories make you keep putting the work on your home on hold. Stop waiting for new windows, doors, or a new bathroom and start enjoying your home again with the folks your neighbors trust. Yankee Home, A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Yankee Home is the never cattywampus company where a real person takes your call and asks how they can put a smile on your face. Then, believe it or not, they actually show up on time and make sure the job is done right the first time. Call Yankee Home right now and use the promo code ROCK102. You'll receive 40% off the cost of installation on new windows, doors, and Yankee Home's signature one-day bath system. Act now and you'll also get no money down, no interest, and no payments for a full year, or payments as low as $99 a month. Call or visit yankeehome.com and use the promo code ROCK102 and you'll even get a little something extra. That's yankeehome.com, promo code ROCK102. They do it with bulldozers, with fitness equipment. They do it with office furniture, too. In fact, they do it right in Holyoke. And if no one told you these stylish desks and chairs and conference tables are remanufactured and not brand new, you'd never know. 
Conklin Office Furniture, the big office furniture warehouse, showroom, and design center in Holyoke. Conklin's remanufacturing operation takes slightly used office furniture and makes it new. Well, almost new. It's remanufactured. You'll never know the difference. You'll just save a whole bunch of money. And your people will love their new office. The supply chains for new office furniture may be disrupted, but the supply of remanufactured office furniture is readily available. Plus, you're giving this stuff a new life. It's not going to the landfill, and you can feel good about that. There are some real bargains to be had. So call or visit Conklin Office, the big office furniture warehouse, showroom, and design center on Appleton and Holyoke. Or Conklin comes to you. Plastipak means great benefits, some of the best in Western Mass. Plastipak Packaging, a global leader in design, production, and recycling of rigid plastic packaging, is hiring. Medical and dental, PTO, 401k, and profit sharing with company match. Tuition assistance, paid life and disability, dependent care, flexible spending account, technical skills, and leadership training opportunities. Even pet insurance. Apply online today at plastipack.com careers. That's plastipack.com slash careers. It's 826 of Bax and O'Brien and Rock 102. You know, I, I said it the other day. This uh, <clears throat> and There was another commercial we ran. Actually, it was Six Flags. that talked about the last blast of summer. Uh, again, uh, five days ago was the middle of summer. Uh, we're, not, we're not at the end yet. There was another article this morning on Mass Live that said that the tent companies and the restaurants are in discussion to resume all that outdoor dining uh, for the upcoming winter. Now, I realize that kind of stuff needs uh, pre-planning and mm-hmm. probably need to, you know, but I, I, I was in uh, one of the big box stores the other day. One aisle of uh, barbecue grills, another aisle of snowblowers. Already out well, in I, August. I, I know you don't want to hear this, but you know many people see that when the kids go back to school, summer's done. It ain't. It is, and, and I and I don't mind seeing the lawnmowers uh, coming out in February, but I don't like seeing the snowblowers coming out in July, even though you know it's just opposite ends of the calendar. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got a lot of summer left. Although we've already lost over an hour of daylight. Yeah, except you know, in my house because my wife is going to go back uh, back to work and and teach in the schools uh, in just a matter of a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Our summer's done, yeah, and well. uh, it's uh, it's all over. When my kids go back to college and back to high school, it's done. When we hit the middle nineties by the end of this week, I don't think you'll feel like summer's almost over. It's over. In my mind, we're done. It's time for football season. It's uh, 828. We have news next to Rock 102. 2020 is so last year. With 832 with Baxton O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Filling in for Steve Nagel this week is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. So we know that some communities here in Western Mass and Northern Connecticut are instituting uh, mask mandates for indoor use now, regardless of your state of vaccination. And there are lots of ways in which... The pandemic has changed where we live and how we live. For instance, in Amherst, businesses greatly impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic shifted in that community, what is now known as the downtown area. There's an article about this on MassLive.com, how some new businesses have come in, many others have left. And this is the opportunity of a pandemic that occurs 
in communities like Amherst. Uh, The school district there, by the way, scheduling an online listening session for Thursday this week. Parents can express their ideas on how the district can allocate a total of $3.2 million they're going to be receiving in Federal Recovery Act money. So if you live in Amherst, you can chime in on how to spend that money. I don't necessarily see how uh, this pandemic is creating opportunities to open businesses. Well, there are two restaurants that have opened in Amherst since the pandemic began. One of them, I think we talked about last time I was on the show, Mexcalito's Taco Bar. Mm. Yeah, but I I, got to believe, uh, without any business experience whatsoever, that um, the idea of opening opening a restaurant is a long, thought-out process, and that they might have had this idea going before the pandemic hit. And unfortunately, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of businesses that never saw this coming and, and ended up going out of business because of it. But, you know, there may be opportunities like, you know, grant opportunities for, for new businesses to start up that, that are specific towards, you know, opening right now. I know, like, for example, UMass does a lot of that stuff where they – you know, they, they write grants for, for entrepreneurs and new venture, uh, you know, projects and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's not it, – while er, any opening up any business is risky, especially, you know, restaurants, um, if you've got the opportunity to to do it now uh, while things are uh, – while things are open, then you do it. I mean, it just you – know, every, every opportunity has a level of risk, but you don't know what these businesses are being offered – in order to start up those businesses. Sure, Baxton, where a, a door may close, a window may open, and as a business owner or a budding business owner or a planning business owner, you might have built up some equity over the years and thus are ready to spend the money. And with better lease deals because of COVID-19, you're ready to step in to the lurch. Look at him. Does he look like he's going to fit through any window? Please. I'm not going I mean, come through on. The, I'm not going he through any windows. He just said if a door closes, a window it's opens. It's not an actual window. It's a metaphorical window. Thank you, Bax. You're welcome. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> uh, no, the- I mean, like, listen, you could sit there and, and, and lament the fact that the economy is changing. Mm-hmm. But even in the worst of times, these are temporary conditions. I mean, once we do get past all of this, it would present opportunities for new business owners to uh, you know, take you know the risk of opening up new businesses. I mean, it's it's you know, things are not great. Things can get better. Things will likely get better over time. It, you know, it, it, you don't just throw up your hand and say, "Oh, it's it's never ever going to come back." That's it's not a productive way of handling the economy. Who's that? Joe Jackson. What? Who's the uh, things will always get better. <laughs> the no, step, the uh, stepping out guy. Uh, no, th- I think you're thinking of uh, Howard Jones. Howard Jones. Howard oh, yes. Jones. That's right. Took me a while to remember yeah. what the hell you're talking about. Uh, the pandemic has reshaped how Americans exercise. You guys can both identify with this from various viewpoints. I know John right. works out at home. Bax, I'm not sure about you, but uh, the pandemic- I occasionally work out of the home. Well- On the couch. There you go. Americans exercise differently now as we did before the pandemic. About 9,000 health clubs nationwide, 22% of them closed down during COVID-19 at the beginning of the outbreak and beyond. One and a half million workers lost their jobs. But according to Peloton, the company that specializes in virtual home workouts, their profits have skyrocketed. So there's another example of 
a door closing and a window opening. Yeah, but I, I don't know how many of those 9,000 health clubs you mentioned went out of business as opposed to closed for the pandemic, mm-hmm. got that government money, and then were able to reopen again. You also have to wonder what kind of financial shape were they in prior to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them close year after year anyway. Yeah. yeah. Just like restaurants, tough gig. Uh, Domino's has launched a new promo called Surprise Freeze. Now, Domino's is one of those businesses that did apparently benefit from COVID-19. They're adding these free food items to random orders for the next few months. Oh, that's what you mean by freeze? Yes. Surprise Freeze. F-R-E-E-S. Things like cheesy bread, desserts, and extra pizzas. It's a dig, by the way, on delivery apps like DoorDash that tack on surprise freeze. Fees. Ah, Check out. I think this is really clever, and Domino's has has apparently prevailed. It's clever, but it's still a Domino's pizza. (laughs) Well, (laughs) beggars can't be choosers, John. Uh, Uh, By the way, you don't have to order anything special. Just order through their website or app and hope you get lucky. They Mm. say your chances of scoring one of these surprise freeze, one in 14. So if you don't get one of these free things, you're just going to be stuck with the normal level of disappointment than a Domino's pizza. (laughs) Exactly. You got to play. You got to enter to be in it. Backs just like the lottery. You can't complain if you don't enter. Oh, you can. You can. <laughs> uh, we're going to have some dicey weather this week, humid, hot, perhaps some storms, but maybe along with it, some pretty cool stuff. The Perseid meteor showers will be in the sky tomorrow night. Every year, the Earth passes near the path of the Swift Tuttle Comet, and the debris left behind by Swift Tuttle shows up as meteors in our sky. So, Tomorrow night, hopefully, we have clear skies along with the the intense heat and humidity that we're going to be suffering from. So maybe a silver lining there. You very rarely have clear skies with humidity. That's the... Mm. It's going to be a little bit tough, I would think. Yeah, but there were times when you do see the meteor shower, and it's pretty cool. I've never seen one, so I can't say. Never? Mm, No. I've seen seen maybe a a shooting star here or there, but never a, a shower of them where there's... There's so many of them. You're trying to choose which one to pick. Oh no, no, I've I've seen that. It's 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 wicked cool. Yeah. You, know? you ever ever see uh, the Northern Lights, the Aurora uh, Borealis? Pictures of it. No. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've seen it twice. And really? It's awesome. I bet. So yeah. cool. Ever seen the uh, Southern Lights? Uh, By uh, Glenn Campbell, I believe I, it was. In fact, I, I have that on shuffle. Yeah. Southern Nights, I think you're oh, talking about. Whatever. It's yes, still a Glenn yeah. Campbell song. Between that and Rhin- Rhinestone Cowboy and Wichita Lineman, I'm all set up. Not unlike Glenn, I forgot. <laughs> uh, speaking of outer space, NASA is hiring four people to pretend to live on Mars for a full year. Pretend? You, yes, you can apply on NASA's website until September 17th. The ideal candidate would be 30 to 55 years old with a master's degree in engineering or math, but you could also get in with just a bachelor's degree and some relevant experience. This is the way, the same way they set up the fake moon landing. Mm-hmm, probably. The four people who get chosen will live as they fake their way on living in Mars. They'll live in a 1,700-square-foot enclosed space with no windows for an entire year. They'll eat astronaut food, and they'll have limited contact with friends and family yeah. online. You know, and they'll be lucky if four of them come out. Having having uh, seen the movie in which Matt Damon lives on oh, Mars yeah. and grows potatoes in his own stool, I think I'm all set. <laughs> yeah, but at least he was alone. 
This is four people living in how much of an area? Eating each other's stool? No. Yeah, you're right on that. No, they're Jack. eating potatoes. Yeah. They're growing potatoes. Yeah. Using no, I it as a, the I, I saw the movie. I thought the movie was great, by the way. This is like a prison cell. There's no way that I would want to live with four, four total or four others? Four total. Four total. In an area how big? Uh, 1,700 square feet. Mm, no. It depends on who the people are. You might wind up with some great roommates. Well, They'd be looking at you, by the way. How, how big How big was your mom's house growing up? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Probably really seven. Know. Probably fifteen hundred square feet. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't making decisions back then. You're barely and making decisions was, now. And there was a time when uh, my mother's sister moved. They, the, my my uncle was in the navy down in Guantanamo. Right. He got out of the navy. So I've got two brothers. My mother's sister had three daughters, and they moved into the house with us for months. All right, so and one bathroom. Here we're talking about uh, four people, mm-hmm. probably only one bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with uh, and pretending it's like Mars, which yeah, I yeah. would assume means stool potatoes, no windows. Yeah. Ast- it says astronaut food, so I don't think that's I don't think that's uh, what, what, are you, what are you getting? Potatoes like that are <laughs> shots of tang and 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 something that's uh, mashed up into a tube. Frozen food, I suppose. Freeze fr- froze freeze dried food. Nah, yeah. I'm all set. Uh, but what's not clear, by the way, is how much this gig pays. Mm-hmm. They say nothing about that on the NASA website, so beware. A new study found that four and a half percent of us are psychopaths. That's one in 22 of us are psychopaths. Oddly enough, there are 22 people working in this building. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Bax, because they broke it down by profession. And the top jobs producing psychopaths are CEO, lawyer, and number three on the list, you guessed it, radio host. Get out of here. Yeah. Really? Top top jobs Producing you, psychopaths. Usually, we hit the bottom of the list. You know, like a, you know, appealing professions, or you know, uh, you know, the uh, you know, high, high income levels or low income levels, for that matter. But now we got the most psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Third most on the list, after CEO and lawyer. Also, salespersons are on the list. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that I'm not surprised. Surgeons, journalists, and priests and chefs. Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not all psychopaths mm-hmm. become killers. I'm not comfortable with a psychopathic surgeon. I don't know about you. Uh, you know what? It depends. It depends on what the follow-up's going to be like. <laughs> it depends <laughs> on the procedure. Yeah. The 10 jobs, by the way, with the lowest rate of psychopaths include social workers, nurses, and teachers. People who deal with psychopaths. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, you got to balance it out. Yeah, you pretty balance much. It out. Uh, yeah, the wisdom of psychopaths, what saints, spies, and serial killers can teach us about success. There you go. So there's always something to learn, right? <laughs> I suppose that's one way to look at it. Makes you feel like you're right in the pocket, doesn't yeah. it, John? Yeah. There's a wild scene in Kansas City that occurred earlier this week, a car crash there, where an unlicensed driver... Now, just pay attention to the number of elements to this story. You got an unlicensed driver running off the road, striking a pedestrian, striking a light pole then panicking and hitting the gas and crashing through a 7-Eleven convenience store where he hit a clerk who suffered a broken leg while another man inside the 7-Eleven was pinned by the car up against the counter at the convenience store. Then the driver calmly got out of his car inside the 7-Eleven, 
strolled over to the cooler, took two beers, and walked away. That doesn't sound panicked at all. Still being, still, apparently, they're still looking for this guy. Still he, at large. Did he at least pay for the beers? No, he took Bastard. them. Took them from the cooler. What kind of irresponsible person is this? It's amazing he didn't panic till after he hit the pedestrian in the pole. Right? What the hell made him hit those two things <laughs> if it wasn't, well, unless it was alcohol. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe, maybe it was revenge against uh, the, the pole and the person. Maybe he didn't like him. Who knows? Yeah, well, people are crazy. A flight from but New- they're not all psychopaths. A flight from Newark International Airport in New Jersey to Greece delayed earlier this week because a pigeon got loose on the plane. Now, we've heard about, obviously, human beings causing problems on plane. This is a pigeon. According to a flight attendant, she posted a video to TikTok showing the bird calmly strutting around the plane as airline workers tried to corral it. According to the social media post, the pigeon then disappeared behind a row of seats and never resurfaced. So maybe that pigeon ended up... Catching a flight all the way. What do you mean it never resurfaced? They didn't. They never found it. In other words, did the flight go on? Or yes. Did, they, they, yes. And they, and they didn't find it nope. when they arrived at their destination. Yeah, fake news. Unknown. Sad. <laughs> Maybe it flew into the overhead compartment. Mm. <laughs> well, you'd think they would have emptied those yeah, after they, they got yeah, to Greece, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, sure, I suppose. Yeah. Fake news. Sad. Maybe flew out of the plane himself. Uh, it seems pretty legit to me. On his own path. No. No, I'm not buying, not buying it. Not a word. <laughs> All right, how about the weather for this week? Highs in the 80s today and then 90s for later in the week with uh, heat advisories in effect. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel, and that's the news to me on Rock 102. It's a new day, and it's coming at you fast. It could- rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 852, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers on Rock 102. Uh, sunshine today and warm for the rest of the week. It's going to go uh, up into the 90s before the weekend. It is 70 uh, Flavin in downtown Springfield. Uh, in a very rare uh, turn of events, Trailer Trash will be uh, playing on uh, the 28th. What? At the Knights of Columbus. It's the uh, the live music for Lorraine's uh, Soup Kitchen and Pantry. It's a really good cause, and uh, they will be there. Which trailer- Knights of Columbus? On uh, Granby Road. Oh, Chickabee. Yes. Okay. And, of course, uh, Trailer Trash, Completely Unchained, the Van Halen Tribute Band, and Bad Magic, which is the Godsmack cover band. They're oh. all going to be there. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com. We happen to have a four-pack of tickets right now to the 10th caller at 293-1021. Uh, good luck to you. And hold for a while because there'll be a couple of minutes before we go around to answer. Yeah, the phone. just a little bit of patience will go a long way. Uh, you know, once again, not having, uh, being a fatherless, uh, a childless father, rather, uh, I, I probably don't have the proper appreciation for children and uh, things that kids have. Right. One of the things that's always gotten me, uh, you know, when you watch, uh, like parades, let's say. Or, or fairs, you know, uh, the Big E, something like that. And you see these little kids uh, walking around with their little uh, lighted things or their, their little souvenirs and all these little things that you know are overpriced, probably yeah. cost a lot of money, uh, possibly uh, started out with a child whining and crying and uh, putting on a big display until the parent finally gave in. I assume that those uh, uh, items are usually forgotten probably by the time you get home. 
I think once the child understands that uh, what you have just purchased for them is garbage, mm-hmm. uh, then that does kind of change their desire to have it. But even if it's not garbage, I mean, you know, for every kid who promised their parents, yes, I'll clean up after the dog, I'll walk the dog, and then, you know, within a week they're not. They just showed this story a few minutes ago of uh, Garth Brooks doing a concert and some poor child was dragged to a Garth Brooks show by their parent. Which, first of all... What kind of parent does that? (laughs) Exactly. First of all, I think DCS should be called immediately. But uh, (laughs) they were holding some kind of sign that said it was their first concert. Garth Brooks sees it, uh, and and he stops his show, and he starts talking to these people, which, you know, when you're one of 20,000 people, all you want to do is see the person you paid $75 for a ticket for have a personal conversation (laughs) with a single person in the room. (laughs) But uh, he ends up giving her an autographed guitar. And I, I just, I can't think, but how old was she? Did he say how old she was? I, like, I don't I, know. I, I 12 or something like that. Uh, you know, she's going to lose interest in that guitar. Maybe not. Very quickly. Actually, you in know, a situation like that, well, you, might, you might inspire a exactly. kid to play a guitar. A budding superstar. Uh, well, there. okay, if the child wants to play a guitar, guess what? There's a store out, down at the mall. It's filled with guitars. I'm taking that one, and I'm putting it on eBay. Yeah, but but because she was given the guitar by a big star or someone she perceives as being a big star, it may motivate her more than, say, Yeah, that may be as well. But I will buy my child a guitar, Mm -hmm. and I will purchase myself a Sharpie, and I will write Garth Brooks on the front of that guitar. (laughs) Yeah, the moment you do that, you devalue that guitar. I'm talking about taking the original away from the child so I can put it on eBay and make thousands of dollars off of it. That you can then use to contribute to their college fund. I got gotcha. you. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly have to do that. Well, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago at the Mayflower Marathon, and uh, we invited Gary Hoey out to, to play. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Gary's a good friend, always a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a young boy who, uh, you know, is just learning to play guitar, and he's watching Gary, and Gary's just you know, shredding the hell out of his guitar. And at the end of it, but when he's, you know, packing up his stuff, he hands one of the pedals that he's playing with to the kid. Mm. You know, that kid for the rest of his life is going to say, hey, that was like maybe the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. This guy who's a brilliant guitar player just handed me a pedal. A pedal? Well, what that, are you going to do with a pedal? It's an effect pedal for his guitar. And, and, uh, and you know, it's it, rather than hand a guitar over, it's the next best thing. So... Yeah, this kid was inspired by mm-hmm. by Gary Hoey being very generous. I mean, that could be like a $200, $300 pedal right there. That's what I mean. Like, and, and if the kid brought it home and I'm his father and I know I can get a pedal down at Falsetti's for 50 bucks, I'm doing that. Yeah, okay. explains why you weren't a parent. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good reasons we can all breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's 857 at Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery.